my friend, if you are human, you have experienced the emotion of anxiety. I don't need to know your personal story, the ins and outs of your marriage or your family life. I know that anxiety is, is just a normal part of the human experience. But I also know that God is very clear in the Bible that we do not need to be anxious about anything, that we should not fear, we should not worry. And yet, it is such a struggle. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we are in the middle of a deep dive series into some of the most common, hard emotions that Christian moms struggle with. And anxiety is right up there at the top of the list. So today, we'll talk a little bit about what anxiety really looks like, why we struggle with it, even as Christians, how it's impacting us, and then we're going to take a look at some very specific action steps that come straight from the Bible that help us manage our anxiety so that we can stop worrying. We can stop living in this emotion that steals our joy away from our family life. This is really important stuff, my friend. And so maybe you're listening for a friend who is struggling Maybe you're listening for yourself today or yourself in the future. All of us struggle with anxiety, at least from time to time. And so that's why today we're going to build up our skills for managing this emotion and dealing with it in a biblical way, in a godly way, so that we can get back to enjoying family life. You ready, friend? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, we are moving right along, my friends, with our deep dive into managing the hard emotions of Christian family life. So we have already taken a look a few weeks ago at how your emotions as the wife, as the mom, as as the woman of the house, how are your emotions impacting your family and your relationships? We've taken a look at that last week. We dove into the topic of sadness and depression, and today we're going to talk about anxiety and worry. And we're not talking about this to stress you out. We're talking about this so that we can learn together some helpful strategies for how to manage this emotion. Because ultimately the goal of this podcast of my ministry is to help you enjoy family life to soak up every minute with these sweet people who you love so much. And if you can't manage these hard emotions, then that's going to be incredibly difficult. So we're going to dive into this topic today. Now I will start us with my usual disclaimer that I am a therapist. And yes, a lot of what we're talking about today comes from my experience in the counseling room. 
Um, but of course, this podcast is not therapy. I'm not your therapist. And if you do find that you are maybe at the more serious or severe end of the spectrum when we think about anxiety, I mean, some of us, you know, we kind of worry from time to time, but it's not overwhelming us. It's not, um, you know, stealing our attention and our joy and our peace away from our everyday life. But others of us cannot stop the anxiety. If you're dealing with panic attacks and you feel like this is just uncontrollable, well, you might want to think about finding a professional counselor. There's a lot of great resources out there. I will have a link in the show notes for some earlier episodes I've done about mental health and how to find a great counselor. Um, But just know that if you are at that point, you are not alone. I am not going to bore you guys with statistics and numbers. (laughs) Let's just... Uh, Suffice to say, anxiety is basically the number one issue in our culture today. There's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of data on that and research on that. And we could talk about that all day long, but that's not nearly as fun as actually solving the problem. And so just know, anxiety is a really common struggle, but it is not one that God wants for you. It is not his good plan for your life, for your family. And he gives us plenty of encouragement as well as practical ideas for how to deal with it. That is where we're going to focus today. Now you can find more resources for all of your emotions, depression, anxiety. We're diving into that right now. Uh, Pretty soon we're going to talk about anger. We're going to talk about stress and loneliness but if you want more, um, more of our past blog posts or some of the devotionals or resources we have, just head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash emotions, and you can find a ton of great resources there for dealing with the hard emotions of motherhood. So as we jump into our conversation today, I want to take just a quick look at what what I'm talking about when I say anxiety, when I say worry, what might be some experiences in your day-to-day life that would tell you, like kind of wave that red flag, you know, send that little signal to say, hmm, I might need to deal with this. Something might be going on where I need to be intentional about how I handle this. So some of these symptoms, if we use that, you know, I'm a counselor, we use that clinical word there. Some of the symptoms, some of the things you might notice um, would include physical issues. Uh, Obviously, if you're feeling really anxious, it might make sense. You might be really fidgety, really restless. It's hard to sit still. But a lot of people also struggle with stomach aches and headaches and like physically not feeling well. That's really normal with anxiety. If you have a panic attack, a ton of people wind up in the emergency room because they think they're having a heart attack and it's really a panic attack. So there are physical things going on when we are struggling with anxiety. There's also emotional things, um, just that feeling of nervousness and worry. Some people get really irritable or they have outbursts of anger or crying spells that maybe don't make sense to other people, but it's like difficult to control some of those outbursts. There's a lot of mental symptoms or just things you might notice in the way that you're thinking 
that again can raise that flag to say, hmm, anxiety might be something I'm struggling with. If you find yourself uh, where it's really difficult to focus, you're having trouble concentrating, you can't slow down your thoughts, you want to stop thinking about something, but you can't, or you're thinking really negatively, like kind of assuming the worst in every situation, patterns of thinking that are not helpful, that are really stressing you out. A lot of people notice that anxiety is a problem for them because of what's happening in their brain, how they're thinking about life. And then, of course, there's often a relational element of this. If you have a lot of trouble trusting other people um, or letting, like maybe letting your kids have more independence as they get older because you're just so worried about what might happen to them, um, feeling like you always have to be in control. These are a lot of really common things that people struggle with. And again, it's on a spectrum. You might struggle with this from time to time. You know, day one of sending your first kiddo off to kindergarten, you're probably going to feel nervous. You might feel worried, but that's totally normal. Yet, some of us are at that more extreme end where nothing new is going on. Everything is pretty normal in life. And yet, we have trouble sleeping. We don't feel well. My brain is just go, go, go. And what if, what if, what if? And running down this negative train of thinking, making the worst assumptions in every situation. Well, that should be a warning sign to us that we should do something about it. And let's also acknowledge together, why is it Christians struggle with anxiety or fear or worry? We know God tells us not to. We know he is big and he is all powerful and he is good as he is in control. But there is brokenness in this world. And I think that's the number one reason why Christians still struggle with anxiety and worry. There's brokenness just in our own bodies. Sometimes there really are chemical imbalances or hormonal issues going on in people's bodies that make them much more likely to struggle with anxiety. But there's also brokenness in the world. There are plenty of very scary things in the world. We're not going to make a big list right now. We could take the rest of the episode to do that. But I'm confident you are aware of some of the scary things that are going to face your marriage, that are going to face your children, that are facing you. You might have a lot of brokenness in your past, or you you get on social media, you turn on the news. It's all around us, the fear and the things to worry about. And it makes sense that we struggle, at least sometimes, with anxiety. And then the last, you know, I would also highlight why do we struggle with this as Christians? It's really easy to listen to the lies of the enemy and the lies of the world, um, these like what if thoughts or taking all the control on our own shoulders. The world thinks that's normal. Satan wants you to think that's normal. God does not require you to do that. And especially if you find yourself in a season of life where some of your spiritual habits are not very strong, you're for whatever reason, it might be a very legitimate reason something going on, but you're just not reading the Bible as often or praying as much. Maybe you've gotten disconnected from your church or your friends or your small group. 
well, that's going to have an impact on how powerful those messages from the world are compared with the, um, the experience that you're currently having in your faith. So if you are a Christian and you're struggling with anxiety, again, don't think that you're alone in that. It does not mean that the Lord has abandoned you. It does not mean you're a bad Christian or a bad mom. It means you're struggling. The problem is sometimes we kind of either don't realize it's a problem. And so we're not enjoying life because we don't even realize I could do something about this and experience healing or find peace and enjoy life even more. Or other times we realize it's a problem and we kind of give up on the idea of dealing with it. That, my friend, is what we're targeting today. If you realize, whether it's, you know, an afternoon or six months or whatever span of time, that anxiety is something you want to manage better so that you can invest in your family relationships and enjoy your family life more, well, that's what we're going to talk about. And don't think that it's only you that's struggling as far as like, oh, this is my individual issue. It's all in my own head. So if I deal with it, great. But if I don't, it's only impacting me. We talked just, what was it, two weeks ago, I think, two or three weeks ago about how your emotional control, or maybe the lack of it, is impacting your family and anxiety that absolutely rings true. We can think that, well, it's all inside my own head. It's not impacting my husband. It's not impacting my kids. It's not impacting my family, but it definitely is. I mean, some of those symptoms we talked about, if you're irritable and you're having crying spells, well, that's going to impact your family. If you can't focus on things, you're having trouble controlling your thoughts, or you're always jumping to negative conclusions, that's going to impact your marriage. We see a lot of impact on how we communicate, how we build intimacy with people, spend time with the people we care about. All of this is so impacted by anxiety. But let's turn the corner and let's talk about some solutions. What can help us? When we realize, again, whether it's just for a moment or a really big long-term struggle, we realize I'm dealing with some worry and I don't want to anymore. The number one place in scripture that I point people to in the counseling room when this is an issue is Philippians chapter four. And we actually, back in episode 68, we did a deep dive into, I, I believe it was eight steps that we can pull out from Philippians chapter four, specifically verses, uh, I think it was four through nine that we dug into, eight steps, action steps for how to manage anxiety. I will put a link to episode 68 in the blog post for today's episode. Um, we also have some earlier episodes around like helping your kids if they're struggling with anxiety and other emotion things. So um, I always put a lot of links in the blog post versions of our episodes. So um, you can link through to that in the show notes if you really want that deep dive into Philippians. But what we're going to do right now, today, we're going to walk through just one verse, Philippians chapter four, verse six. And then on Friday in our Friday faith follow-up, we're going to talk about verse seven, 
And next week, we're actually going to not really pause our emotion series, but um, we talked last week about depression. We're talking this week about anxiety. We're going to kind of pause and dive into Philippians chapter four, verse eight, and talk about practical ways to take control of your thoughts, because that is a huge part of managing depression and managing anxiety. And yes, managing anger and stress and some of the other emotions we will talk about in the upcoming weeks. Um, But it's really worth sitting slowly together in these few verses of Philippians. And we're starting today in verse six, because even just in that one verse, we see a lot of action steps that we can take today, right now, like probably as you're listening to the rest of our conversation, but definitely after we're done with our episode, right now, if you're struggling with anxiety, you can do some very specific things just from this one verse. So that's why we're going to really walk through this to pull out practical things for you to walk away with to manage the emotions of anxiety and worry. So Philippians chapter four, verse six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, I mentioned on Friday in our Friday Faith Follow-Up, we'll dive into verse 7 because verse 7 tells us the promise, okay? So if we do this, if we successfully, or at least we try to live out verse 6, that instead of being anxious in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we present our request to God, well, verse 7 then tells us the promise. When we do that or try to do that, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're going to talk about the promise of God there on Friday, how that can encourage us and equip us for when we're trying to manage these hard emotions. Um, And then verse eight, like I said, goes on to talk about what to think about um, because that so impacts our anxiety. But we're going to do a deep dive into that next week because that is, you know, there's so many strategies that I personally have found really helpful in counseling and in my own personal life. And so um, I was trying to think, can I squeeze this into one episode? No, that's not going to be the most helpful way. And so let's dive in right now to a few specific actions just from verse six. And let's start by acknowledging together the way it starts. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. And you might have heard that common communication tip that people have about basically, don't try basically, don't ever say ever, don't use the words never, or always or anything, everything, every situation. That's pretty all encompassing. And it's very rare in life that something is actually happening all the time. But God does not make mistakes. He tells us here, there is literally nothing we need to be anxious about. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Let's just acknowledge Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians while he's in jail. Like he's, he's on his way to being martyred. He is not exactly 
in the comfy life that most of us probably enjoy compared with the ancient world and being in jail and being persecuted. And yet he is saying, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So whatever it is that might be triggering some anxiety for you, making you feel really worried about yourself or your kids or your marriage or anything else, all of that, every single example you could think of, we don't need to be anxious about it. We can follow these steps so that in every situation, we can follow these steps. And as we see these steps, it says by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Basically, that breaks it down into four steps, prayer, petition, thanksgiving, and presenting that request to God. But the summary there. Well, we'll talk about those a little bit more, but the summary there is basically make God bigger than your problems. When you're anxious about something, the problem feels so big and so important. It can overwhelm us and it might be genuinely very important, but God is always bigger. God is always better. And that's why We don't have to be anxious about anything. That's why in every single possible situation, God is bigger. But the more you focus on the problem, the more you focus on the thing that you're stressed about, worried about, feeling anxious about, well, the bigger the problem gets and the smaller God gets. So we have to reverse that. And these action steps help us reverse that. So it says prayer petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I think if we just break those down a little bit, I would challenge you to be real with yourself. These things that you're anxious about, no matter how legitimate they are, no matter how incredibly important they are, or maybe sometimes, let's be honest, we get worried about stuff that is really not that big of a deal, whether it's big or small or anywhere in between, How much are you praying about it? How often are you taking the thing before God? How often are you taking the anxiety to God and asking God to please, you know, take the anxiety away. Fill me with your peace instead. Take away this worry, Lord, and help me to trust you more. The more we are praying about the thing and about the emotion, the more likely it is God's going to get bigger and the problem's going to get smaller. And then it says with petition, which obviously links very closely with presenting our requests to God. It's okay to ask God for things. Sometimes we don't, don't do that because we're, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why we avoid that level of honesty with the Lord. But a lot of times we know I'm anxious about this thing, but I shouldn't be or I don't need to be, or it's a really small thing. God knows all of that. But what he wants is for you to tell him what you need and trust that he's going to provide it. It's okay to say, God, I don't know why this is really worrying me, but it is. So please do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. He's going to do the right thing, whether it's what you're asking for or something different. Again, on Friday, We'll talk about his real promise here, which is giving you peace. 
which is what we want and need when we're feeling anxious. But we should never be afraid to petition God, to ask him with perseverance. Maybe we have to ask again and again and again, whether it's the same thing happening again and again, or just the same emotion coming up in different situations. Every single time, take it back to God, take it back to God, petition him, tell him what you need, put that at the feet of the cross. And then it says, with thanksgiving, talk about making God bigger than your problems. What are you thankful for? What has God done for you? Because that list, my friend, is long, incredibly long. It probably doesn't feel long if you're focusing on the problem or focusing on the emotion of anxiety, but it is long. And actually tomorrow in our Patreon, um, our Patreon community, we have our private podcast little five minute episode every week to do a deep dive into this topic, whatever topic we're talking about for the week. Well, tomorrow we're going to, I'm going to share 12 ways to make gratitude a more regular part of your life. If you're not in the Patreon community yet, hop over there. It is a great way to support the show. It's only $5 a month. You get a ton of extra perks, including this private podcast. And tomorrow we'll talk about gratitude and some practical ways to make that a regular part of your life, 12 ways. But wherever you're at, as you're praying, as you're petitioning, do that with thanksgiving. Don't get so sucked up into the problem that you forget about the food that's on the table, the people sitting around the table, the God who has saved you through the blood of his own son. It might be a small thing like, wow, we had my favorite dinner tonight. It might be an eternal thing like thanking God for his son's death and resurrection. Everything in between with thanksgiving. Be thankful. Let the Lord remind you of what you have to be thankful for. And then again, it closes out in this one verse saying, present your requests to God. So my friend, when you're struggling with anxiety, pull out your Bible or just write this verse down, stick it on your mirror in your bathroom or wherever, walk through these steps and make God bigger. Spend time in prayer, spend time petitioning him, spend time thinking about what you're thankful for and present your request to him. Let him know what you need, what you want, what you're longing for. And he delights to meet you in that. And as I already said, we will come back on Friday to talk about the next verse and that promise of God, that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, doesn't make any sense to us, but it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So friends, I hope this is helpful. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to the show so it pops back up on Friday so we can dive deeper into these verses here in Philippians and whatever it is you're struggling with. Whatever it is making you feel anxious, in every situation, try out these steps and see how the Lord is faithful to fill you with peace, to take your anxieties on himself, and to pursue and fulfill his good plans for you. All right, my friends, that is all we have for today. 
Don't forget, you can find this episode on the blog or lots of resources there at loveyourpeoplewell.com. You might want to even copy the link either to this show or to the blog post and share it with a friend because trust me, you have a lot of friends who are struggling with anxiety. So share the love, my friend. Share the encouragement. I'm so glad you're here and we'll be back on Friday for a bit more. All right. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. Talk to you soon.